You are listening to the Worship Tea Podcast, where we spill the tea on all things worship. Let's just face it, worship leading can be hard at times, and learning how to consistently worship can be challenging as well. The Worship Tea Podcast was created to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly concerning all things worship, and I am your host, Raina Brown. I will remind you every episode that this is the kind of tea that you can spill, so don't forget to share. a great two weeks and I'm so excited to be with you again. Well, today we are going to be talking about the call to ministry. I know this can be a loaded topic because we've got so many people in different types of ministry. Ministry can be hard, but today we have an amazing, amazing woman of God that is going to help us unpack this topic. So first, let's just say a really quick prayer, and then we're going to jump right in. God, we thank you, Lord, for your grace, for your mercy. We thank you for the opportunity to come together and just to learn of you, learn of your word, and learn of how we can be better servants for you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So for the first time here at the Worship Tea Podcast, I'd like to introduce to you Lady Dion Daniels. She is what I call the GOAT, okay? When it comes to worship leading, when it comes to having an amazing anointing and what they call the oil, she got that. She's amazing, has such an amazing heart and wait for it, ladies. She has a shoe line for the sophisticated woman of God. I mean, come on, really? So everyone, please welcome Lady Daniels. Lady, can you just introduce yourself? Tell us who you are, where you serve, what you're up to these days, and then we'll hop into the conversation. Hello, everybody. I am Dion Daniels, and I am currently in Richmond, Virginia. Um, I serve with my husband um, as he pastors the Reset Church of Richmond, Virginia, and the Remnant Fellowship um, that he is uh, currently overseeing. Um, and is Bishop Designate. So um, we are excited about that. I also am, um, as Raina said, a worshiper. I love God. Mm-hmm. I love his people. Um, I love what I do for God. I love being able to usher in his presence or make people aware of his presence um, in the atmosphere. So that is my number one love. It is my passion. Um, yes, I just launched a shoe line, a shoe collection, um, August of 2020. Yes, in the middle of a pandemic. So yes. there is nothing you can't do even in a pandemic or a crisis. Um, so I hope I launched my shoe line and it has been an, a tremendous, amazing success. Um, and I built this platform even for God to get the glory in this way, that every woman that would step into these shoes would know that she's walking into greater. Um, and so that is my 
um, passion now. That is really what I'm going after, that every woman is blessed when she receives a pair of these shoes. So I'm just excited now that at this stage in my life, God is still doing new things. So that is a little bit about me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. I'm so excited about that. When I first saw your shoes, I was like, yes. So I am so excited. I'm so excited for you. I know you um, hailed in New York where I was. I'm in Atlanta now. And it's so, first of all, it's just really good. Yeah, we're enjoying, we've been here two years. So um, we all, we made a big move. You guys made a big move. You know, we, we moved on faith and God yes. is doing great things. Great. Sometimes things, things can't open up for us until we make that move. Absolutely. You know, I agree. For us to have trust and faith so he can do what he yes. does. Yes. Right. So yes. let's get into it. Um, so let's dig deep. Let's dig deep okay. into the call. Okay. For the first, for the basics, we'll start there. We know that every Christian is called to ministry, Right. Yes. As the Great Commission says, Matthew 28, 18, 20, it applies to all believers. That's for everybody as part of the body of Christ. Right. We are called to minister to the world. That's our job. Yes. But we're going to go deeper into that. We're going to go into the call of vocational ministry, like worship pastors, Um, because the demands of this level of ministry, they're unique and they carry a lot of weight. We have those amazing days where things are great. But we have some weighty days yes. that give us some tears. Um, there are those days that we want to quit and we don't want to come back. Absolutely. We have those days. So yeah. right now, we are in the middle of a pandemic, indeed. Yeah. yeah. So we see a lot of people leaving ministry. Um, we see a lot of um, celebrity pastors, let's just call it what it is, that are kind of falling out, whether it's because of moral things or they're just tired. So let's talk about that. There could be two reasons for that. One of the reasons I think um, some of us are just not called to ministry work, but we fell in love with the idea of the position. Mm -hmm. And then when it got hard, we walked away and we gave up. So the question is, what is our motivation there? Um, some of us have a faulty understanding of what ministry means. True. Um, I know for me, I was taught growing up that we served our leaders compared to our leaders being lead servants who served the people. Right. Um, with the word minister in itself means to serve. Yes. Right. Um, to yes. attend to someone. Right. But as ministers, we were served oftentimes. They were bringing us water. They were carrying our books and walk, you know, (laughs) and for me, um, I really, and I, it's a, it's a shame to say it, but I didn't see the difference until probably about three, four years ago. Wow. Okay. Attending church and the, I had just had surgery on both my knees and our pastor, she would bring me a chair on Sunday. Wow. And say, Raina, I'm just making sure you got your chair for your knees today. Raina, you thirsty? We got water and she's running around grabbing water for the team. You know, um, and I just was like, hmm, wow, is this how it goes? You Wait, know, what is this? What is this? Uh-huh. <laughs> this is very different. And I've been an armor bearer for a great deal of my life. 
So I was serving, I was carrying the Bibles. I was making sure they had their drink. It was fixed properly, all that. Um, so let's unpack, first of all, let's talk about um, those who could kind of get into ministry because of the position. Um, mm. Where does that come from? How does that happen? Um, I believe a lot of times it is because of what we've seen. Mm. Um, and then we take on the thing that we think that it's grandiose, you know, that it is um, lofty, that if we could get to that place. And I think it begins with us not really knowing who we are. Mm. A lot of insecurity yes. um, and low self-esteem yes. that wasn't addressed. Mm -hmm. And so we think if we get these positions wow. we're in this place, then, oh, yes, you know, I, I really, you know, I've made it. You know, yes. they, now they're coming to me. Now they're looking at me, not right. realizing that the burden of you're carrying a people, yeah. you are responsible for a people, and you will give an account for these people. So how you maneuver, how you are, um, and I see it a lot in this day. I see it a lot. And I, I, I even say it to my husband sometimes, I don't think a lot of us or a lot of people should be in that position or that role because um, they're just not equipped Come on. for it. They're not equipped and it's really about them, you know, mm -hmm. just trying to satisfy what they need to allow God to affirm in them, you know, right. allow God to make you whole in the areas of really God show me who I am because that's even in worship in yeah. worship when we enter his presence it's into me he sees he yes. sees me yes so he sees the Dion that you may not see yeah. but he sees those areas that he says come a little closer I want to I want to make that I want to close that up I want to fix that for you I want to I want to deal with that with you so that you're able to say now that I've been in his presence and I'm being made whole. Come on. So yeah. where we are is not about us. And I think that's where we've gotten it wrong. Yeah. It's not about us. It is all about God and what he's put inside of us to give out to his people. See, that's so good because one thing that I've come to learn, and it's kind of made me feel a little better about mm -hmm. my own insecurities. Uh -huh. One thing that I've learned is creatives as a whole suffer greatly with insecurity. Woo. It's like, Lord have mercy. But you know, here's the thing. Let me tell you, I'll tell you, I'll give you this. Um, my husband and I, he's my biggest pusher. My uh, you know, he thinks I'm so great. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> you know, me but too. there are times <laughs> he's like, how come you don't see it? Yeah. And um, we spoke to our pastor here in Georgia and, you know, my husband went to him like, yeah, and this is what, you know, I say to her and his response blew us both out of the water. And he said to him, Tyrone, in order for Raina to do what God has called her to do, she's got to have some level of insecurity. Otherwise, it keeps you tied to that's him. right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it keeps her tied to him, and yeah. he gave, God gave her you to keep. Yeah. Oh my goodness! And I just struggle so much mm -hmm. with 
you know, everyone's like, we don't understand how you could be so nervous every time you get up to worship. Listen, I got the weight of like being in touch with God. I have the weight of leading you over that bridge. You know, we've got the weight. And if I even feel an ounce of like, I haven't been before God enough this week. I'm up there like, oh my goodness, (laughs) like Lord help. Right. You know, yeah. So that yeah. is that's real good. That's real good. Dealing yeah. with our insecurities yes. before we can we before we even get into a place where we say, God, we're ready to do this. Yes. We're ready for this. That's yes. good. Yeah. So one thing that I have definitely learned about ministry is your call to ministry will impact and influence everything about the ministry, right? Yes, um, ma'am. It will impact how you deal with church members. Mm-hmm. If we're gonna go into that how you relate to staff within the music area it's true. and the peer group. Yeah. Your call is going to relate to how you deal with lay membership and how you deal with even your family. Um, I have, and I still see it, you know, where the worship team may come in for worship yeah. and then they disperse yeah, and then come back for whatever worship they're doing and they're not in the service. Um, yeah. The people don't see them you know, except maybe after service, like, hey, celebrity. Um, so how does that tie into the call? Like, you know, what, what, what is it that worship leaders need to know about those things in particular? Um, that it is necessary, all aspects of ministry, if you're leading in a house, mm-hmm. all aspects of ministry count. You mm-hmm. are that visible leadership because you are the ones that people are looking at. You're telling them, you know, lift your hands. That is a sign of obedience. That is a sign of surrender. And so if you're admonishing them to do that in that portion of the service, your surrender has to be once I'm done with that particular assignment of the call of ministry in the house, I've got to sit now with the congregation to be fed to be instructed, to be corrected if it's necessary. But I need all of these aspects in order to fulfill my place in the ministry. It is not a call of, oh, when I'm on, then I get up and then after that I disappear. Absolutely not. That means you're really not ready for that role of leadership in that capacity because God needs to be able to trust us in every area, not just what you do. But in every area, because if you're leading, you're you're making the way for the men and women of God to come to give, you know, say it's a, a Sunday that it's a prophetic moment and you're leading, you're opening up the way for that. And then you disappear. Where is the word of the Lord that you could be receiving My the God. Next place that you're to go? Because that's what the leader does. They are hearing God to speak to us, to lead us in the areas of the next Right. Of where we're going, not leaving us where we are. So okay. you've got to be all in, in every capacity. Oh, man, that's good. Ouch, 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 right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's good. Yes. Um, your call to ministry, it will be the single most important factor that keeps you in the ministry when it gets tough. Mm-hmm. It's just like marriage. You don't get married oh, for love, ma'am, sir. <laughs> no, you do not. Because over time... Uh. <laughs> The key is you don't want to fall out of love at the same time, No, you know, but at the end of the day, it's going to have to be like, God purposed this. This is what God said. Yes. And so no matter what I go through, I'm going to stick through it. So talk to me about 
getting through what you're called to do as a worship leader when it gets tough? Well, I can speak to that personally because um, there were areas for me. Worship um, for me was my, like, if I could say, I knew it was my place. It wasn't for the people. Mm. That was my place for me. It was my safety. Mm. It was literally like he was my hiding place. Wow. When I was there, I felt like nothing that was even happening within that ministry could get to me because mm -hmm. I was in that place with him. And literally for me, it became that audience of one. That's good. Even, even standing in front of the people, admonishing them to give him praise, to give him honor, to give him glory. But it was my place. I was safe there. And so the difficulties of ministry led me deeper, Raina, that it, it, it produced a greater level of prayer in my yes. life. Mm -hmm. um, worship leaders, we must have prayer. We must have a prayer life. You must have a time of just seeking God, not your song. And the Lord had to say that to me one day. Yes. Dion, it is not your song. It's not the songs you pick for Sunday. Yes. It is your sound that I need. Mm -hmm. It is your sound that I want to increase in you. And so it was in that place that it built my prayer life because there were times I felt like, but people were trying to really literally kill me mm. and drive me crazy because as a pastor's wife, they don't go after the pastor. Yeah. They will come after you, especially women. They were, it was like, they were all coming after me every Sunday. I didn't have anxiety, but I felt like I built up anxiety every time the weekend would roll around. Yeah. I was in a place of, Oh God, Sunday's coming. I was expecting God, but I was also expecting what is going to happen to me now? What are they going to do to me this Sunday? What yeah. are they going to say? You know, I would have them saying stuff in the middle of praise and worship, wow. you know, rolling their eyes, just all manners of things, yelling out during the message, uh -huh. you know, like throwing literally boldly. Wow. Raina, it built a thing in me so that I had such a different, like when God says he is our defense, he will build a defense in you Come and on. it built a defense in me that I could still look at them and love them good when it was time to minister in deliverance for them to bring them through come on Jesus I could get on the floor with them and pray with them I don't mean to Woo. cry no that listen but I could get yes. on the floor with them and cry and when they would call me in the middle of the night to pray for them or their families or their husbands or situations I would Yes, Lord. no matter how many times they could curse me out in my text messages, <laughs> I would Come still on. be that one to grab them up. I would speak their destiny. I would speak their purpose. And you're going to be greater if you would just allow God to move in you. So that's what the difficulties of ministry built me. And people say to me, Lady D, I don't know how you are the way you are. I said, because God said to me, I allowed these, because I used to ask God, why would you allow me to go through this all the time? He said, because I'm making you that you're not like them. Ugh. You've got to be the difference. Wow. You open your mouth. Yes. You have to be able to shift atmospheres. My God. So even when it comes to persecution and adversity, right in the midst of where you're leading me and you're showing them that I'm there in their presence. You got to be able to. So he built a defense, My even God. in me, that I'm not bitter, 
the same ones, I can still love on them. I can still pray for them and not feel a way like how David did when he would pray, you know, kill them, kill my enemies, smite them, Lord, you know, that I may know. Yes. I, I, I never, I, I didn't do it because he built that in me. So the difficulty of ministry led me to a greater place in God Ugh. that I couldn't depend on my husband to defend me because he, and, and I was looking, you know, I was looking for it. Why doesn't he defend me? But God said, I defend you. Yes. And if you would just stay in me, my God, I got you covered. Yes. So okay. that's what the difficulty of ministry did with me and the call of ministry. Wow. And that just further says our calling has nothing to do with us and who, who we think that we should be. Like he is using us. I mean, because here's the thing, your response could cause someone else to either live or die. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. your response, your response, your response as the, as the leader. Because I think as yes. worship leaders, we forget that, and I mean, you are literally married to the pastor, but we are to be married to the pastor and the vision of the church. You are. We are. Yes, you are. So when we speak, we got to speak with the heart of the pastor. My God. We got to speak with the heart of the church. Yes, you do. We can't speak with Raina's heart because sometimes nope. Raina's heart might be like, I'm going to grab you by the neck. Two seconds. Yep. yep. But that, oh goodness, <laughs> Lady Dion, that's good. <laughs> For the person that is out there that is struggling, yeah. you know, with the platform yeah. and the things that come at you, yeah. you gotta lean in, lean into you God. You like do. you gotta and lean he, in. He will teach you to build the resistance that oh. it won't even penetrate you because you're in that place that no matter what, here I am, God. I'm open to you. Yeah. I'm your vessel. My There's God. nothing really that people can do to harm us. We allow it because we take on, you know, in our feelings. Yes. But God will give you such a resistance that you'll you'll begin to even take those emotions and put them right under the blood and say, God, Ooh. I may take that hit, but I'm going to keep on doing what you gave me to do because you called me. And at the end of it, I'm going to hear you say, well done. That's right. And see, and that's what's so crazy where it's like, so you think you guys think that I said, God, I want to be called to this. <laughs> you know, I, I want to, I want to stand in front of an audience and just say all the knives and all the daggers, you know, it's not of our own. We are chosen. Not, we it's are not of our own accord. And we're not, not saying, God, I'm going to do this. I think you should take me because I'm so great. You right. know, um, and I think when we have a clear call to the ministry, yeah, that's when we can lean in like you did. Absolutely. And um, we gain an accurate understanding of what we are actually called to do. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. So <laughs> yes. there are three areas of the call based on second yeah. Corinthians chapter four. Yes, ma'am. Verse one, it's the talks about the receiving of the call which is not something we've chosen, but something that we have received as a gift from God. Our resume means absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. How well we sing means absolutely nothing. nothing. He uses us. He equips he us. Yes. He makes the unqualified qualified. He does. And there's nothing that we bring to the table 
that says I can do this. It is all because of the mercy <laughs> of God. And, you know, again, like, you know, I mean, we were singing with my mother for years. Yeah. You either sing right or you just better lip it because it needs to be perfect. And so I had that mindset with everything. Yeah. With worship, when I would hear things, I'd be like, Lord, what is happening? And I wouldn't, I wasn't focused. And it wasn't until I went to Nyack College that the Lord just like moved in me. I was like, child, and God, like God just spoke to me in that moment and was like, this is not about you. It's not about her and her voice, yeah. but it is about me. And it is, it was at that moment that oh, I began God. to listen to the lyrics, no matter what the sound is, because listen, there are some people that honestly can barely sing a lick, right? but have such an anointing. Such an anointing. Such an anointing yep. that they, I won't say can't sing a lick, but you right. know, <laughs> I know what you mean. You know, but they I do such an anointing. Yeah. Someone who can get up there, run all over the world and do all these different things. Right. But there's no oil. No. There is no anointing. The no. room doesn't change. And I had to learn that because I struggled. I'm not yeah. a millennial. I don't have that millennial voice. No. I can't, I tell my, my brothers and sisters, I got two notes. Huh, huh, that's it. That in-between stuff that they do. I don't, I don't I, have it. I don't got I it. Don't, I don't, I just, I don't have it. I, I grew up, my grandmother taught me sing straight. You know, <laughs> like that's how they taught me sing straight. So I never, I never try. And I used to feel intimidated because yes. I didn't. Yes. And then I had to realize, no, you have what you have. That's right. That's right. You have what you have. That's Let right. it be beautiful unto him. My God. And when you, when you understand the call. Yes. Then you can accept. Yes. God gave me what he intended for me to have. That's it. Understanding the call. Understanding the call. Ooh. One person. Yeah. One person can be blessed. I've had, and I think those were the times that I understood the call. Yeah. When someone would come and say, today was the day that I chose to end my life. Yeah. But worship shifted that for me. Jesus. That's the day when I said, Raina. Glory to God. You don't matter. This doesn't matter. What matters is that you get up and you honor that call every single time God says so. Simple as that. Because people's lives are in our hands. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And that yeah. even with the that helps with the clarity of the call. It does. If you call, same thing you said, you can't be destroyed. No. You can feel it. Can. But they cannot destroy you. No. They can hurt you a little something, you know, but yes. you cannot be destroyed. And I, I think I've had somewhat of a good understanding of the call because no matter what church hurt I've endured, right. I've never, ever turned from God. No. That's the one thing that I'm so thankful for. Okay. So many people who have church hurt, they turn from God, but I cannot say, I'm not saying I've always done the right thing. Right. Never said, well, I'm walking away from the church because this happened or that happened. I might walk away from that church. Right. But I will never, ever walk away from God because of the things that people do. And simply because I'm a people. Right. I am a human. I'm a people. <laughs> I'm a people. And you know what I thought about? I don't walk away from my job when everything I don't like happens there. Listen. Because I get the stuff on the job too, but I don't walk away from it. But the you job. don't walk away from it. That's no. right. That's no. right. 
That's right. Sometimes it's building your endurance. See, we don't talk about those words in ministry. Come on. Endurance, long-suffering, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. perseverance. We Come don't on. talk about that. We don't talk about endure as a brave soldier. That's you right. Know, we don't talk about that. We that's think right. everything is people are just going to, oh, no, that's not even the world. It's not the world. No, no. So why do we expect it? Even in the church, there's still imperfect people. It's a hospital. It's Come a on. place where sickly, hurt people with all kinds of issues walk into. We need to make the power of God so evident sure. that it begins to transform. Yes, lady. don't bring people in to transform them. We just bring bodies now to seats. And now look, most of us are not even in buildings. Come on. That's right. So now we really have to use the power of what God has given us to make a difference even over the airwaves. And see, listen, is your call over because you don't you can't go to the building? Absolutely not. See? That's when it really begins. That's when it begins. That's right. That's when it begins. Come That's on. Begins. Listen, he done set it up where we got to lean into him. Listen, all this popcorn church. Uh-uh. <laughs> Come on. Oh. So, can we talk about order when we're called to the ministry and staying in balance? Um, This was a very immature area for me at one point. Okay. I was so excited. Like, yes, I'm the worship leader. You know, I'm doing it. Child, listen, my husband was like, you could go live at the church. Listen, I mean, that's where we got. That's to where we got because I was so like, Church, church, church. I got to do everything. I'm on the phone, counseling people, talking to people every week, making sure the songs are right, making sure that the pastor get what he wants, making sure, you know, and my husband was finally like, and this was early in marriage. Yeah. You know, the first one, two years. And he's like, listen, I could pack your bag and drop you off at the church if that's where you want to go. Wow. Because like, you have no time for me. Yeah, that's real. You have time for everybody in the ministry. And so for me, it was, and I'm going to tell you, no, nothing anybody said. And one day I bought um, a CD of Judith McAllister, McAllister Christie. There was some kind of conference or something that she was at. And she was talking. You know how she talks. She's very yes. commanding with her voice. Yes. And yes. she said, listen, if you're not doing what you're supposed to do at home, but you at every church event and you this and you that, you are out of order. And I was like, ow. Okay. Yeah. You know, and I, it was that day, that thing that changed that, that day that something changed in me where it was like, yeah, mm -mm. Yeah, no, no (laughs) God, spouse, children, and then ministry, our children or spouses not need to compete with the church. And then I'm a witness. They have lost. When it comes to our call in ministry. So can you give us maybe some principles? Talk to us about that. Talk to us about that struggle and what it is that we can do to stay in balance. Well, um, I went through it as well. It wasn't me. Mm -hmm. Um, On that end, it was my husband. I think it was both of us. So we young in ministry. Um, He started pastoring when we were young. We we were about 27. So uh, we were young. Our children were little. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, his drive was we were newly married. We barely had a honeymoon right back at the church, Mm -hmm. um, full speed ahead. Mm -hmm. Um, And so working church, 
come home, get the children together. It was like the same routine every night. And he would always say, well, the church is all I have. If that failed, then I don't have anything. And I used to look at him like, you know, at first I thought it was like, oh my God, he just loves it. And after a while in marriage, I'm like, the church is all you have? Absolutely mm. not. You have a family, right. you know, you have me, right. no, sir. Mm. Then I started to realize where even my children, we began to cause them to suffer. And I can say that now they're grown, but I started wanting to please the people more than even looking out for my own children, loving on them, remembering moments with them, having moments with them, yes. taking out time. You know, I had other people that would take them on trips and do different things. And I thought about that later and I said, absolutely no more will I do that. There has to be a balance with your family because when we moved here to Virginia, my husband's whole perspective changed and he realized people believe and move on with their lives when yes. they feel like their time is up or they're not coming. I'm not coming to church because I'm taking my kids to the circus. Okay. Okay. <laughs> then you realize that, uh, no, they're going to go on and go on with their lives. They're going to vacation. They're going to do, and you're going to be sitting here talking about ministry. Ministry is all I have. Absolutely not. No. The church belongs to God. Yes. Your family is what God gave you. Correct. And so what you have to do, whether wife or husband, you have to make sure you take care of home first. Even when I was traveling, before I left, I made sure that everything was in order, his clothes, you know, that things were in order, that he had stuff in the refrigerator to eat, to make sure, because you can't leave, go out and be a wonder and your, your home is suffering. That's Absolutely right. not. That is mm -hmm. out of order. Absolutely. And that goes for male and female. Yes. You cannot do it. So that is critical because now my children are grown and now I'm realizing my moments with them are not about ministry, are not about the church. Yeah. They are about me and my children. That's right. And they need that. You know, even at 30, at 28, at, you know, 31, 35, they need their mother, not the woman of God, not the woman that's, you know, laying hands and praying and, 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 and doing all that. They don't need you to be the one they need you to be mommy. That's so right. I had to really learn it and face it. And I had to apologize to them. Mm -hmm. I really did. Because see, that's awesome. That's big. I had to apologize to yeah, them. That's big. And I said, I would not allow any moment wow. that it would make me miss with my children. Wow. I'm not. I'm That's not doing so it good. because we think we're doing something noble for God yes. by discarding our families when God called us to be stewards over our families. Come on. Come yes. on. Yes. That's right. So that is critical in your ministry. You can't be a wonder out there and a failure at home. Come on. That's, that's big. So you can, and then that's the thing too. We tend to choose because people are throwing accolades at us. We tend to take that as, oh, you know, I, I'm so wonderful. But no, be wonderful right where you are in the simple things Come with on. your children. Let God get the glory out of your ministry but then let him get the glory out of you being who you need to be for your family. That's good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I remember my mom saying, you know, she's a, she, you know, now she's retired. But as a pastor, she would say, I'm talking to you as your mama right now, yeah. you know, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I would yeah. go to her with things and she would be like, well, I'm talking as your mama right now. Do I need as to see somebody? You know, like my mother, yes. she separated that. 
Yes. You know, and, and it that's was like, big. that's right. I'm pastor, yeah. but I'm mother. Right. You know, right. Um, so right. thank God. Listen, thank God for that. And you know, another thing, just to bring this point, I look at a lot of ministry homes that are out of sync because we'll allow ministry or people that we call ourselves leading treat us any kind of way, say whatever they want to say to us. And we don't have a spirit of forgiveness when it comes to even our family. But wow. leave room, even when there's error, that there be humility, forgiveness, yes. reconciliation. Yes. We don't leave that. So that's another point I wanted to make. That's another part of your call. Have the ministry of reconciliation. Have the ministry of forgiveness. I can pray heaven down, but if I can't forgive my own children, if I can't be the one to be the example to my family members, then something is wrong. We've missed the area of the call. The call is reconciliation, forgiveness, compassion. We leave room to pick each other up and say, it's all right. Let's come back together. Oh, that's so good. That is so I just had to put that in there. Oh my goodness. That's that's so so necessary. Yes, it is. It really is. It really is. Oh, that is so (laughs) good. I'm over here like, yes, Lord. (laughs) Lord, where do I need to dig? Oh, you know, that is so good. Yes, ma'am. That is good. Reconciliation, forgiveness, you know. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Because this is part of the call. It all is part of the call and it pours out. It does. It really, it pours out. And I, I don't know what makes us think as people like, I'm doing so good at hiding this. No one knows what's happening, but they can see it. Can and if they it. don't see it, like you're pouring that out when you see yeah. there, when you work, man, this is good. Everything in you is coming out. So either you're pouring, Raina, or you're spilling. That, oh. So you have to know the difference. What's mm-hmm. down in you? So you got to tell God, excavate me. Dig down in those areas that I haven't let go of yet. You mm-hmm. know, those issues that I refuse to face or I refuse to fix so I don't spill out. Because oh, we don't funny. understand that microphone gives out all of the stuff that's in us. Yes. that's And right. so you can either contaminate people or you can bring them up and help lift them, you know, break even some layers on their lives because of your um, ability to be transparent, to be open, you know, and and allow God to use you in those areas. So you got to ask God, dig deep down in me and excavate those areas. That's good. Wow. That's good. That's good. (sighs) Don't spill. Pour. So what are your thoughts on the people that say, if you have a desire for the ministry, then you aren't called. Um, Over many years, I have had people, you know, I've heard people say, you know, if you want to preach or you have a desire to lead worship, then you're not called. Um, And I remember my pastor saying from New York, if you're called, God's going to give you a certain desire in your heart. He's going to place it there. So give us your thoughts on that. I disagree with the thing of that because you desire it, um, you're not called. Um, There's an area where the Bible talks about if you desire spiritual gifts, you ask for it. Ask God. These gifts are available to us. So it doesn't mean that you're not called for it um, Mm -hmm. because there is a desire. Like you said, um, when, when the Bible talks about 
He will give you the desires of your heart. Literally, it means God places desire down in you, even for the things of him. So he puts those desires in us for us to go after it and long for it. So no, I disagree with that. I am, there's another side to it. Mm -hmm. I am very fearful of people who say, oh, I'm not afraid. You know, I'm not because you can desire it and still be nervous. Absolutely. But I'm afraid of those people who say, "Oh no, well I'm I'm not scared." You know that arrogant posture of you know because I, I got this. That scares me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's when I feel like maybe it is not for you. Right. But when you have a sincere desire to do the things of God, to sing for Him, to usher for Him, or to do hospitality, or to do administrative work. Or, you know, whatever it is, the ministry of helps, that is big. And that is something that you should go after and not allow people to dissuade you. It's those people that usually um, tell people that kind of stuff is because they're trying to keep you Mm. from really obtaining those things in God or getting to that place in God. Don't be discouraged by that. If you desire it, seek God. God opens up the way for you to be able to do what you've been called to do. And that desire will come forth. That's right. Come on. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Can we talk about servant leadership when it comes to the call? What does it look like for a worship leader um, their every day? How they deal with others how they deal with their team members, how they live their life, um, daily activities. What does that look like for the worship leader who is called to lead the ministry? Um, So I can only speak for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, my life is, it's so different for me because it's not just the people of my church. I have people... And it shocks me all the time that people will reach out to me that I have no idea, have any clue of who I am, but will say, you know, Lady Daniels, I need prayer or I'm going through this and I need to speak with you. Can I talk with you? And those times for me is daily that people are asking to speak to me, asking to talk to me. Um, When we were in New York, I cooked for my church. I found ways to bring my church together in fellowship, not just in the sanctuary, but times to be able to sit down with them, hear them, laugh with them, talk with them, hear their cries. Um, I'm very sensitive to those who are connected to me. So there are times that the Lord will put in my spirit, pray for sister so-and-so or send brother so-and-so a message, send elder so-and-so a message. Um, and encourage them. And it'd be right at the moment. I don't know what's going on, but I just obey the spirit of the Lord. So serving for me daily is operating in the areas that God needs me to in the lives of his people everywhere. And those, especially that have been called to my care, to my ministry, you know, leaders who just sit up and wait for people to see about them. It's not leadership. Come on. Leadership is showing I'm, I'm sensitive about you. I think about you. I picked you up in the hole. Maybe I didn't reach out and tell you I'm praying for you. But then when the opportunity comes, I'm able to speak the word of the Lord to you mm-hmm. right at the moment that you need it. That you need it. Come on. 
So for me, that's the serving, you know, taking, you know, sending maybe a cash app. Sister so-and-so is raising her grandkids. Let me um, just send her a little something. Church, let's get together and send, you know, a pastor so-and-so something. She's dealing with cancer. Let's encourage her and just tell her we love her. She's coming from chemo and radiation and whatever. We send her a box of flowers. Man, that this, there's two things you said that I wanna that I wanna hit. Um, so for one, as the worship leader, our servant leadership isn't about our musicianship, isn't just right. about our musicianship and our no. our vocal, and it's not no. just about that. Those are, your performance. those are the things we get to do. Yeah. But the leadership is what we do outside of that. Right. That servant leadership, and then that brings right. me to what you just said um, with the call to ministry, because we're seeing it so much now. Yeah, where it is no longer just about I'm called to ministry inside the church. No, there are all of these little ministries that are outside, and some of them are more servant leadership oriented. Yeah, than actual churches. Yeah. yeah. And so what do you say to those people, something encouraging for those that have a podcast that is a call to ministry? It is. Or that have a YouTube page that's a call to ministry. It's a call to ministry. What what do you say to them? I say to them, continue, keep moving in the areas that God is using you. It's not about you particularly being seen. It is about making God as big as you can make him Mm. in the area that you've been called to. That's That's what's going to increase you. That's what will bless your life. I am on at work, but I still get messages. Miss D, I need prayer today. Can you pray for me? My mother and I, we had COVID. Can you pray for us? My father's dealing with this. Can you pray for me? I'm feeling this. I'm feeling, can you speak to me? Those are the areas that God will increase you because you're not in the particular church setting with church people. That's right. It is the ones that you're going to reach that didn't have any clue about your God. So I say to you, Keep going and growing in that call of ministry, YouTube, podcast, Mm -hmm. do it because the sound of your voice, (laughs) your song, (laughs) it's the sound of your voice that you don't know will bring healing, deliverance, will set somebody's home in order or get somebody where they feel like they're losing their mind. You can bring things back in order just by the power of you using the tools that God has given you. So I say to ministry, do it, do ministry. Ministry doesn't have to look like what we painted a picture of it to look like. Ministry is really reaching the people for God. Oh, come on. That is so good. I'm so glad you opened that up because I think people really, really need to hear that. They need validation for what it is that God has given them just because it looks different. Yes. You know, and they need that validation. Like, is they this do. ministry or do I need to be standing, you know, but they also need life? to know if God gave it to you, you're already validated. Come on, Raina, you Come are on. validated My to do God. this. Yes. So you don't need the validation because we put out, sometimes we put our validation into people's hands that they don't feel like they're even qualified. Oh, so how on. can you validate me? You don't realize who you are. I've got to walk in the confidence and it's not being cocky. 
I had to realize it for me. I have been second guessing myself, backpedaling. I've even made myself low thinking it's a level of humility. I've been trying to make people comfortable with my big that God has done in me and doing in me. So Raina, you are not needing of the validation or any of you listening to me. You don't need the validation of people when God has already validated you. And so the big in you stop trying to smother it and do it now. It's now for us to arise and allow God to be shown big in the earth. Racism is trying to be big, but God is bigger. Hatred is trying to be big. God is bigger. Yes. COVID is trying to be big. God is bigger. Oh God. And so we have got to allow the big, oh God, I'm ministering even to me. Jesus. The big in us, the opportunities that are coming. Oh it's God. because God wants to show the big that he put in us. So you've got to grip the call, grip the call as Christ has gripped you. Grip the call and then now allow God to expand you. Oh my goodness. When I tell you that, that, (laughs) thank you, Jesus. And for those, you know what, let, let me just, let's just take a moment Mm -hmm. for those that are out there that are struggling with this. Yes. Hear the words that Lady Dion said, we do not need to be validated by the world. We have been validated. We have been stamped. We have been stamped authentic by God already, already. And it is up to us to step in that power, to step in that call and not allow, this is the one thing that I've been learning over the years to stop looking at other people's plate and trying to eat from the plate that God gave me. Because the food is just dribbling, drabbling all over the place because I'm not focused on what he gave me. My God. And I think there would be so many more authentic people who are out there. And my husband always tells me when I'll show him things, he's like, only difference is they're confident. You're not. That's it. Wow. That's the difference. There's no other difference. You got to be confident. They have confidence in what they're doing and who they are. And you don't have, that's all it is. Yep. And you got to find that thing. Yes, you do. You got to get into God and you got to find that yes, thing. You do. Lady Daniels, I have never been comfortable with the sound of my voice. Me either. Speaking or singing. <laughs> <laughs> Listening Me. back, none of it. But and I think it's most, most ones that God has truly anointed for it ever are comfortable with hearing the sound of their own voice. My God. And I, I just, I, I think my mother-in-law has been probably one of the biggest cheerleaders. Like <laughs> where's, where, where's the CD? I'm ready to I sell it. That. Where's it that. at? I love that. I get it out. And she, she'll say to us, we have a, a, a monthly call, a weekly call with, the, with my husband's family every, every Sunday. And she'll say, just checking on the, on that, on that record. I'm praying that God is yeah. going to do great things. Yeah. And we just, I, I <laughs> just wouldn't go for it. I know. Spend all that money on the recording, all that money and all, on all these things. And we yeah. push it because I yeah. could not even fathom the sound of my voice. And I have finally gotten over that yeah. point. 
because I'm just like, it doesn't matter if a thousand people listen to it or if one person. Because that's where I was. The criticism of, are they going to like it? Maybe because I don't, maybe it's not that good. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And so, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. One person can hear it and they one. give their life to Christ. That's and that's enough. The angels that's are enough. screaming, they're dancing. Come on. That's, Come that's on. it. Just it's that set one. in heaven. It's <laughs> set in heaven. I want to be where God uh destined for me when me he too. for me. That's where yes, I want to be. Yes, ma'am. Okay. That yes, is ma'am. where I want to be. And I don't want the appearance of ministry and there's no fruit. Ooh. I don't want to be like that tree, that fig tree. When he walked by, it looked like it had been fruitful. My God. There was nothing there. It showed an appearance, but when he went to inspect it, there was nothing there. I don't want that. I want my life, my ministry, my call, that it produce fruit, that the fruit remain. Yes. We don't seek after fruit. We don't seek after the longevity, the consistency Mm. of what we've been called to do. We do it with fly by night and then we're on to something else. No, sometimes you got to stick to it when it doesn't look like it's producing anything. And then as you do it, it begins to produce lasting fruit that you will see evident in your life. It's got to follow you. That's right. The ministry has got to speak of you. Come it's got to speak well of you. That's At least right. it should speak well should. of you. That's right. That's right. So with all that said, <laughs> for the person that says, okay, well, I know I'm called. Mm-hmm. I know that God is calling me for worship ministry or some other type of ministry. Yeah. What are some next steps that you can give our listeners who believe that they're called to vocational ministry, but aren't okay. sure, don't know where to start? Um, I would say first start in a time of prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, That is always necessary. That is not a cliche. Mm -hmm. It is always good to seek the Lord in prayer um, to get his direction, to hear him. Um, Allow God that if there are areas in you that you still feel or know that need to be repaired, allow God to take you through a process of healing. Mm. I would say the next thing, write it down. Mm-hmm. write it down, um, get in the scriptures mm-hmm. um, and, and get the word down in you, mm-hmm. um, write it. And then I would say, even speak with your leadership, That's right. you know, to allow them to know where you are, what, what your desire is. And I don't care if you just start from recording yourself um, on your own phone, making voice notes of just you ministering in song to the Lord, if that's where you feel like you're called and you want to do, or speaking, or even writing, because yeah. there is there are anointed scribes. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. and you may be the one to to write your pastor's messages down, mm-hmm. and you you do that. You may be anointed to scribe. You may that's be anointed good. to write. Yeah. You know, we don't think about those things. We only think about who grabs the mic and is in front. But mm-hmm. it may be those who scribe. We don't have you know, those who are just willing to say, you know what, I've got an anointing for this to just write. Yeah. And you may be the one that God is using to write that next devotional, to write that next um, book that may help children or women or men or whatever issues they're dealing with, because you're able to do that. So I would say, write it, write your vision, 
write what you see about yourself for yourself, the call of God on your life, write it. And then I would say, after you do that, then step out, step out in faith. Do it. Yes. Sometimes you just got to do it. That's it. And you might be scared. People may not understand. You may not even be able to explain it. Don't feel like you always have to explain. That's right. Your call of God. God will make it evident on your life. So I would say walk in confidence, be encouraged, and then do what God has given you to do. Now is the time. We've got a whole world that's waiting on us. And I don't care if you feel like you're doing what somebody else is doing. Nobody does it like you. That's right. There's an audience. So still be, come on, still be authentic because there is a people. And a prophet told me this today. Lady Daniels, there is a people that are waiting for you. So you sometimes have to ignore and you got to focus. Yes. Ignore, hone in on your gift. Ignore and hone in on the call. That's good. Work the call. As God works your life, you work the call. Do it with all sincerity. Do it with all humility. And you'll see God begin to raise you up. Wow. So that's my encouragement. Wow, Lady Daniels. I first of all, I am so encouraged. Uh, you know, I'm glad. I am so encouraged. I am so thankful. I'm I so glad you. that you joined us today. I'm Ooh, honored. This is a good nugget for <laughs> our worship leaders, for just Lord. people in ministry. And I love that you are also a pastor's wife because you gave us that end of it as well. Um, and so I honor you. I honor what God is doing in your life, you and your pastor. I honor you guys so much. Y'all, we had Lady Daniels with us today. So listen, um, before she ends out, I am going to let her give you whatever information she's got so you can follow her. Because listen, if you want to hear some good worship, you want to get you some good shoes, you want to hear a good word, you can follow Lady Daniels. So let us know where you're at. Let us know how we can take a look at your shoes and all that. Okay. Okay. So my website is LadyDionDaniels.com. Um, and you can go there and my shoe collection is available on that site at LadyDionDaniels.com. Um, and I am on all social media. Um, I'm on Twitter as Lady Worshipper. Um, I am on Facebook as Dion, uh, Dion Daniels. I'm on Instagram as Dion.Daniels. And also my shoe collection is on there as um, Shop Dion Daniels. Uh, shoes. So you can look on all of those on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, I'm also available, you know, if you want to email me, Ministries at gmail.com. I'm always available for whoever needs me. You have a question, um, whatever you might need, I am available. I love it. Thank you again, Lady Dion. Thank you guys for joining us here at the Worship Tea Podcast. As you know, for now, the podcast episodes will be dropped bi-weekly. And over the next coming episodes, we have some amazing things. We're going to be talking about the biblical pattern of worship, 
overcoming fear and anxiety, building confidence as worship leaders, how to become and grow as worshipers. We're going to be talking about how to choose some of those songs. I know we want to sing our favorite songs, but those aren't always the best songs. We're going to be talking about balancing being a leader and just dealing with different challenging personalities on our team, dealing with a micromanaging pastor and worshiping even through all the noise and the mess of life. So I cannot wait for the upcoming weeks and I can't wait to see you again. Don't forget to follow me over at www.worshiptea.com. There you can find the podcast, you can find the blog. You can also find me at I am Raina Brown at all social networks. I cannot wait to see you guys next time. Have a good week and make sure you spill this tea.